are schools of thought that believe we have unlimited scope and possibilities for making decisions. The truth is that our scope is somehow restricted and we have less room. It is therefore key that we engage in innovative decision-making to optimise opportunities in our business and personal lives. We need to understand our decision-making skills as individuals and organisations. This will enable us to adjust accordingly to the constant changing environment. Question. If Jesus had taught at Harvard Business School on these related issues, what would he have to say? My name is Feo J. Welcome to the concluding session of Goodbye 2023 and Welcome 2024. In this session, we will conclude our appraisal of the year 2023 by looking at the following. Number one, stakeholders, individuals or groups who we depend on to fulfill our goals. Number two, internal assessment, evaluating our strengths and weaknesses and critical issues we may be facing. Number three, external assessment, assessing the impact of the external environment on our lives. For example, political, technology, social, cultural, etc. And number four, organisational structure, assessing the effectiveness of our networks of friends, families and at work. One thing is unavoidable in life, and that is the concept of change. Change involves a cause, a move, a passing from one state to another. From 2022 to 2023, there would have been changes that impacted our lives. And as we prepare to enter 2024, there will be changes that impact our lives. Change isn't a new concept. Leaning on biblical records, for an example, an account in the book of Exodus describes how the Israelites in Egyptian captivity cried out to God for change for a period of 400 years. That desire for change in our lives will not cease, meaning we have to have a strategy to manage it. The most important factor of change that has to be managed effectively is people, and this forms the fourth component of the decision-making framework. The strategic importance of people is confirmed by Richard R. Dupree, the former CEO of Procter & Gamble. He said the following, If you leave us our money, our factories and our brands and you take away our people, the company will fail. But if you take away our factories and our brand and you leave us our people, we can rebuild the whole thing in a decade. When it comes to the opinions of people regarding the subject, there are generally three categories. Those that will resist, those that will remain neutral, and those that will support you. Each of these categories are capable of influencing our goals and objectives. When it comes to change, nothing has changed when it comes to the attitude of people regarding this concept. Even thousands of years back, we even see the prophet Moses had to manage all sorts of people in trying to enter the promised land. There were the 12 spies with a negative report who had to be eliminated so that they would not affect the mindset of the people towards the promised land. There was Korah, Dayton, and Abiram, 
who opposed the leadership of Moses and with their cohorts became shish kebab and swallowed up by the earth. So in the year 2023, how have we fared in managing these sets of individuals and what are the plans for managing them in 2024? Do we have a communication strategy on how we are going to relate to people regarding our plans and changes for 2024 when we consider the resistance or support we may get? The prophet Nehemiah gives us some guidance. When God communicated the vision to Nehemiah, the Bible highlights that he did not tell the Jews, the priests, the nobles, or the officials until he had inspected and confirmed what God had said to him. Even when he communicated the vision, he only told them that needed to know. Now the main resistance to the vision, Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem, only heard about the vision via a different source, and they began to mock and ridicule Nehemiah. Now here are some key questions and action points to consider when it comes to managing people in 2024. Who were the friends and families impacted by the changes you made or we made in 2023? Who were the business associates impacted by the changes we made in 2023? How did we manage the resistance to the changes we made in 2023? How did we manage the support for the changes we made in 2023? And finally, how do we plan to manage and communicate the changes we plan for 2024 in terms of potential resistance and potential support? The fifth component of the decision-making framework is called internal assessment, where we carry out an evaluation of our strengths, our weaknesses, and the critical issues we faced in 2023. The United States Air Force Academy highlighted that character can be described as the sum of those qualities of moral excellence that stimulates a person to do the right thing, which is manifested through right and proper actions despite internal or external pressures to the contrary. In Abraham Lincoln's contribution, he said, Nearly all men can stand adversity. But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. And finally, a quote by Seneca points out that luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. I would like to replace luck with success. Now, when it comes to character, do we have the strength of characters like the biblical examples we see in the Bible, Joseph and Daniel, to exploit the opportunities when they come? Do we have the internal framework and structure to fully exploit the opportunities when they come? Have we organized our finances? Are we disciplined in doing the right thing at the right time and not the right thing at the wrong time? Are we resilient and do we possess what makes us flexible in our conduct? Some term this as dynamic capabilities. An example of resilience can be traced back to a situation the company Coca-Cola was faced with in 1985 when it decided to make the astounding decision to change the original formula of its premier drink Coke based on the results it receives from doing some blind test research. The impact on their sales was negative. Other companies would have been devastated, but Coke had the internal framework and dynamic capability to reverse the decision it made 
and it relaunched the original drink as Classic Coke with an accompanying boom in sales. They created a new opportunity out of a dire situation with positive results. The importance of an internal assessment to enable us to assess our capabilities can be seen from Jesus and his journey to the wilderness. Prior to announcing his mission and hence his reason for existence to the Sadducees and Pharisees, he was taken to the wilderness to be tempted or evaluated by the accuser in three key areas. Flesh, whatever appeals strongly to the feeling of our bodies. The eyes, whatever attracts us strongly as we look at it. And finally, the pride of life, whatever appeals to our pride and makes us feel good about ourselves, that boosts our ego. It is quite interesting that it was in these areas that he faced his major challenges from some of his stakeholders as they tried to distract him from accomplishing his mission. His success in the wilderness ensured that he was adequately placed to handle all situations and opportunities that came his way. As we prepare to enter 2024, do we truly know ourselves? Some key questions and action points to consider. One, we should identify our strengths and weaknesses. Two, what are the opportunities and threats we faced in 2023? Three, what are the critical issues we faced? And finally, what is our current financial health status? The sixth component of the decision-making framework is called external assessment and it involves assessing the impact of the external environment on our lives. For example, the political impact, impact from technology, social cultural impact, and some other examples we will discuss in the next session. In the previous section, we spoke about Jesus in the wilderness, where an internal assessment or evaluation was carried out in three major areas to determine whether Jesus had the core competencies to carry out his mission. In numerous insights given by Jesus, it was obvious he knew his capabilities and he was also aware of the external environment and external factors that he had to contend with. As a result, he was able to identify his key prospective customers, his key customer groups and their key needs. He knew his key competitors and how to respond as confirmed by his interaction with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was aware of current legislation and he honored the fiscal policy of the time by paying his tax. He maximized every opportunity to preach the gospel and he delegated authorities to his disciples to take the gospel around the world. In addition, he was astute in dealing with the constant threats posed by the Sanhedrin and the Roman machinery, and he exhibited personal discipline by speaking the truth and holding his peace when required. An external assessment and determining the impact helps to avert potential strategic disasters. This process involves looking outside ourselves and our organizations and identifying what is occurring in the market, competition, economy, laws and regulations, technology, labor market, and other areas that could potentially impact our success. Biblical literature tells us that we are in the world, but not of the world. This does not mean that we should ignore our surroundings, but it places a mandate upon us to determine the impact of the environment by having strategies 
to manage each of the factors mentioned earlier. As we prepare to enter 2024, it is prudent that we know the world we live in. Some key questions and action points. We need to understand the impact of politics. I mean, for example, the current backlash on the Conservative Party regarding the COVID issues. We need to understand about the economy. We are currently in a cost of living crisis. We need to understand the impact of social cultural issues. For example, diversity and gender issues is one of the main topics being discussed right now. We need to understand about technology. Artificial intelligence is a new buzzword. We need to also understand about the impact of the environment. They've just concluded COP28 in Qatar or Saudi Arabia. We need to understand the impact of fossil fuels. And finally, we need to understand the impact of legislation. For example, um, a, a much talk, talked about topic now is on immigration, for example. Now, the final component of the decision-making framework is called organizational structure or networks, where we assess the effectiveness of our networks of friends, families, and the workplace. The Bible advocates that two is better than one for many reasons. And the advice is golden because no man is an island and we need partnerships and networks to survive and exploit opportunities. Thousands of years ago, as the Holy Spirit brooded over the chaotic state of the earth, it was apparent that some form of order and organization needed to be established. A structure was required well in advance of the creation of God's masterpiece called man. The design of an organizational structure and networks can be described as a process of putting in place a framework which enables an entity to carry out a specific purpose on a going concern basis. The organizational structure that Jesus left in place is so effective and flexible that it has weathered every storm that it has encountered for over 2,000 years. It started with 12 disciples and the network is now well over 2.1 billion. Now, a structure that is stable and flexible will bring out the best in people as it allows people within the networks to operate with position and purpose. Now, did we fully exploit the opportunities of our networks, of friends, families and works in 2023? Or did we just operate as standalone units, missing out on the power of partnerships and collaborations? Now, you can see in the marketplace that partnerships and collaborations are on the increase. As, for example, we see Starbucks opening shops in big shopping malls. We see cinemas not operating as standalone units to exploit the benefit of one-stop shopping. So you watch a movie, you have a dinner, maybe have a swim and do your nails at the same time. What is key and important is that our networks are structured in such a way that they align with our vision and mission and purpose for existence. Some key questions and action points. Review your family networks. Review your network of friends and review your network of business associates. We end part two with some take-home points from the discussion around the review of the year 2023. Number one, stakeholders. Review and identify those who resist, support, or are neutral to the plans you have for 2024. Number two, internal assessment. Evaluate our strengths, weaknesses, and critical issues and design a strategy to manage them in 2024. Number three, 
external assessment, identify the impact of political factors, economical factors, social cultural factors, technological factors, environmental factors, and legal factors on our lives and design strategies to manage them in 2024. Number four, organizational structure. Assessing the effectiveness of our networks of friends, families, work, and restructure networks for improvement where feasible in 2024. My name is Faye OJ. Goodbye and God bless.